Welcome to our live Bible teaching. We're going to be talking about miracles tonight. We're going to be talking about the manifestation and the move of God. And we've been talking about this for a few weeks, but I want to really specifically focus in on miracles and the miraculous and the power of God. Because I believe from the bottom of my heart, I believe God wants to do more. I believe that God is stirring our hearts and he wants to demonstrate himself more. He wants to move more. He wants to do more and show up more. So we've been talking about uh, some things related to walking in in the manifest presence of God, and I'm gonna I'm gonna move that on a little bit, and we're gonna I'm gonna kind of build a second series on top of that called the called God still does miracles today because He does. So we're going to talk about the miraculous. We're going to talk about the move of God, and I've got some exciting things to to share with you. Now, the reason I'm talking about this is to build our faith, to build our confidence and our expectancy in, in the, the manifestation of the power of God. And I want, to see, I want you to see some things in the, uh, in the word as we look at this, because I believe that as we talk about miracles, as we talk about the power of God, something, something can happen on the inside of you. So expectancy can begin to stir. Faith can begin to stir in these areas. Because we don't serve a God who, who never shows up. God wants to show up. And I'm going to give you scriptures that, that, that begin to build that into you even more as you begin to realize that there, there's a, that he wants to manifest. He wants to demonstrate himself. His power wants to, to do things on this earth. See, many times, many times we, we've, we've heard, and, and, and I preach this, that, that as Christians, we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. We have the power of God on the inside of us. But for many Christians, it seems like that is, it's, I don't like to use quite this word, but it almost seems like having the power of God in me is theoretical because the power never seems to show up. I was thinking today about a, a battery, a storage battery. You know, we use batteries in to, to, to power things. And I was thinking about how a battery has power in it, but that power is inert. It's not doing anything. If you've got a battery, you could, you know, I was going to grab one. I couldn't find one. If you had a battery, you'd say, you know, well, this battery has power in it. It is a powerful battery. It's got so many volts or whatever else. And we'd say this, you know, not this, you know, let's say we take a really big battery and say that's a powerful battery. And the battery has power in it, but that doesn't mean the power is showing up. You see, there's a difference between power being in or present and power manifesting, power showing up, power doing things. And, and it, it is absolutely true that we have the power of God in us. We are, we are like storage batteries in that sense. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. We have the power of God in us. But we have to learn. We've got to learn how to cooperate with God, to be vessels that His power can flow through and manifest. Many, many, many parts of the church, this only started just a few minutes ago. It's, it's the next one in a series, but we are literally three minutes in, Sandy. So don't worry. <laughs> um, many, times people, many times people have heard that they've got the power of God in them. And you see a lot of Christians are praying for more power. They're praying, you know, God, give us more power. God, give us more power. And, and you see, lack of power is not the problem. And like I said, we are storage batteries full of the power of God. But, but it, it, what, what, what we don't have happening a lot of times is power in action, power manifesting, power showing up. So this is what we want to stir our faith about. We want to stir our faith about in the area of the power of God actually coming into demonstration and showing up and things happening. 
Now, so let's talk a little bit about miracles. As I said, I'm kind of starting a new series tonight, but it's it's really a build on the previous series that we've just done. Because we're going to zero in on miracles in the Bible and the miraculous display of the power of God. You know, God, God still does miracles. But, you know, think about this in the Bible. Think about some of these miracles in the Bible. Uh, and, and, you know, don't just flippantly answer these because so, so often we know, you know, God does this and God did this in the Bible. But I'm convinced a lot of Christians are not really aware of how big and how powerful God is and, and, and what he can actually do, what he's actually capable of doing. He's almighty. And so often we limit him in our lives and we limit, we look at situations and even things. Oh, I just don't know how this can happen and I don't know how that can happen. So I've, I've got it on my heart to stir people up that it's time to take the limitations off. It is time to stretch us our faith in what we can believe God for. You know, the Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. We don't need to see miracles to believe they happen. But this is what the Spirit of God was stirring in my heart this week. Well, I don't need to believe, I don't need to see to see a miracle. But because I believe, I will see a miracle. Now, I'm going to explain that as we go. Okay, I don't need to believe to see a miracle. But because I believe, I will see the display and the demonstration of the power of God. See, the power of God, is, 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 the word of God shows us we walk by faith, not by sight. But that doesn't mean you'll never see. Over and over and over in the word of God, it talks about the, of seeing things. Jesus said in John 11, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. There is a place where these things come into the visible realm, but not, but not when we don't believe. They, 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 they are connected to a people who believe God. And God is, God is wanting to raise up a people who have greater confidence in his power and what his power can do. Just think about it. Can, you know, can God raise the dead? Right? Well, most Christians, yes, God can raise the dead. Oh, yes, God can raise the dead. It's, it's wonderful when you read that in the Bible. <laughs> but can he actually do it today? Can he do it and run in front of you? Can the power of God manifest and raise a dead person and bring them back up to life? See, death is defeatable. Death is defeatable. We've got to we've got to change our our, our, our our mentalities over and over in the Bible. God has raised the dead. Jesus was raised from the dead. It's part of the foundation of, of our faith in God was a resurrection from the dead. The Bible talks about a time when the, it talks about a resurrection that's coming as well. Not just of one person. <laughs> There's going to be a planet wide resurrection, a planet wide demonstration of the power and the manifestation of God raising people up. <laughs> Just imagine that. <laughs> That's amazing. Planet-wide demonstration of the power of God. Can God split a Red Sea? Can God split an ocean right down the middle if he has to? It's not a difficult thing for him. We limit God so often in what God can do. Can, can, God, call, can God cause a person to ascend off the ground to raise up, ascend, and ascend into heaven? I'm not just talking about levitating like you know other religions. I'm talking about Jesus ascended up into heaven. Elijah ascended up into heaven in front of that. People saw that. Elijah saw. Elisha saw it. Can God can God transport a person from one place to another? Move them from one location to another like that? I believe it happened in the Bible. If you look with Philip when he went and ministered to the Ethiopian, there seems to just be a almost a gap. He's in one place, then he's in the next. It's just like transported from one place to another. 
can God do these things? Can he still do them today? Has God lost the recipe for manna? Manna is that what he provided the children of Israel to eat in the wilderness. And they had manna. They woke up every morning. We've, I've said this in the last few weeks. They woke up every morning and the, the manna was on the ground. Food was just waiting for them. Can God still do that? Has he lost the recipe for it? No, he hasn't. Is it possible? Is it possible for one jar of oil, one jar of oil to multiply and multiply and multiply? And every time you pour the oil out, there's more oil in there. And every time you pour it out, make another meal, there's more oil in there. Is it possible? Not only is it possible, but God's done it. God's done it in the Bible if, if through Elijah for the widow woman. He multiplied that oil and, and she, was, she had enough for her last meal. And yet God began to multiply it and then she, it lasted for the, the rest of that famine, the rest of that drought. Here's one. Is it possible? <laughs> I'm just throwing a few things out here because we need to really begin to expand our expectancy and what God, what's possible. Because we're going to talk about the power of God in a minute. And I believe that God wants us to raise our confidence, to raise our faith in his power and what his power is actually capable of doing. A lot of the times we have not, we have not realized just how big and how powerful our God is. We look at things in the natural realm. We look at cancer. We look at brain problems. We look at heart disease. We look at disability as if it's powerful. We are, we are very in awe of the power of death and the power of what the enemy can do. We are in awe of how, oh, this is, oh, this is a big situation this person's facing. We need real power here. So often, you see, we're raised in a, in a world where we, we, we are in awe of death. We, like I said, we see death. That's the end. Death happens. That's the end. God said, that's not the end. I can beat death. I can raise the dead. <laughs> There's no limits to God. There's no limits to him. Is it possible for an, an entire choir of angels to appear in the sky singing glory and praises to God? As someone says, oh, now you're going a bit far-fetched. Hey, it happened. When Jesus was born, we all, we, you know, most of us see it on the Christmas cards. <laughs> it's possible. Angels appearing. Things, we've got to begin to, to take off the limitations and begin to raise our expectancy in what God can do. Not just what he has done, but what he can do. I'm not saying any of the things that I've just listed are specifically things that are going to happen. But I'm asking you the question, Ray, do you believe they can? Do you believe these things can happen? Not talking about what, what will or what is. I'm, I, right now, it's about raising our expectancy in what we believe can happen. What is possible? Do you really believe things are possible? Do you have confidence to expect that God can manifest in a situation and his power can cause a change? Do we really believe he can? A lot of times we don't have a lot of confidence in what the power of God can do. Now, a lot of Christians, there's a lot of debate about the will of God, what God will do. But, you know, we have a whole generation of Christians who, who, who are limiting what God can do. These are two different things, what God will do, what God can do. And there's times we'll teach on the will of God. But right now, if we're going to see more of the manifestation of God, Paul talked about, he said that your faith not, may, will not rest in the, in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Having faith and confidence in what the power of God can actually do. Is it possible? Is it possible? Question. Challenge yourself. Do I believe God can do these things? 
Not just, oh, yes, he did it a few thousand years ago in the word of God. See, I believe in a God who does miracles today. Let's big God up. Let's, let's, now, what I mean, let's big God, you know, big size. Let's big him up. And what I mean by that, let's talk big about our God. You can't make God any bigger than he is because he's almighty. He holds the universe in his hand. He's almighty. You can't make him bigger than he is because he is as big as it gets. But what you can do is you can make him bigger in your own eyes. You can make him bigger in your own confidence, in your own faith, in your own belief system. <coughs> so we need to big him up. We need to talk bigger about him. One of the meanings of the word praise is to boast. Boast. When you boast, you talk about what something can do, or usually people boast in themselves. They're talking about what they can do. I can do this. I can do that. We say, oh, he's just boasting. You see, one of the meanings of the word praise in the Bible is to boast. We are supposed to boast about our God. We are supposed to talk big about him, talk big about what he can do. Another word that we use in praise is magnify, magnify. What, do you, what is a magnifying glass? A magnifying glass is a lens that makes something bigger, makes it look bigger. So when you magnify God, you big him up. You talk big about him. You talk bigger and bigger and bigger because there's no place where you can talk too big about God. And now God says, yeah, now you're going a little bit too far. I can't really do that. Can't really do that. <laughs> there's no place. So we need, we need to learn to talk big about him. Because as we do, there's a few things that'll happen. One, our own confidence in him will rise up. We'll begin to look at impossible situations in the eye and say, God can beat you. You are defeatable. There's nothing that can, can stand in the, in, 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 in the face of the power of Almighty God. But another thing the Bible says, God manifests in the praises of his people. God manifests. It means manifest means he shows up. His power actually happens. It's one thing to have God power presence. It's another thing for to have power manifest. I'm going to explain that in a minute. A lot of times there's power present, but the power's not doing a lot. It's not show, it's not manifesting. It's not on display. It's not on demonstration. What we want to come to a place is where power begins to demonstrate. I believe God wants to demonstrate his power. I'm going to give you a wealth of scriptures here in a minute. One of the things we've got to do in order for this to happen is to begin to big him up, talk big, raise our confidence and our expectancy, because I believe that God is wanting to move in the realm of the miraculous and in the realm of power more and more and more. Now, you've got to realize there's different ways God moves. God, God moves through prophecy. There's the, there's the spoken and the vocal. Almost said the spoken. Join the two words together. The spoken and the vocal. It's it's a, you know prophecy. That's God moving. That is that is the that is God in demonstration. But it is in a vocal way, speaking things out. Okay. There's other there's other types of things the Bible talks about. God. The, the Bible talks about words of wisdom and word of knowledge. Or you know sometimes we say have a word for someone. That God's got God's shown. The, the, there's different types of the supernatural. Oh, hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna cl clarify that word supernatural in just a minute. Okay, I'm holding back myself from using it. It's habitual, but I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna clarify it in just a minute. Okay, but but see, there's the spoken, there's the vocal, and then there's God reveals things. Sometimes God reveals things about the future. 
Sometimes he reveals things about a person's past that nobody else knew in order to help or, or to move in a situation, to demonstrate himself. So there's different types of the supernatural. And just because we have the uh, things like prophecy happening doesn't mean we have all of it, all of this, all of the move of God happening. Just because we have God revealing things doesn't mean we have all of God demonstrating himself. And it's great that we have prophecy. It is great that we have words from God. It is great that we have these things. But there is a whole area that many of us have never stepped into, and it is cover to cover in the Bible. It is the demonstration and the display of the actual power of God. And this is something we need to step into. And I'm not saying stop prophecies and stop all the other things. Keep those things going too. But there is, there is a place for stepping into the manifest presence of the demonstration of God, the power of God moving and showing up. And this is what I believe God's leading us into. It's why I'm preaching it and teaching it and teaching it and teaching it. And I hope you're not bored about hearing it yet because we're going to hear about it more. One of the reasons we talk about it and one of the reasons I do series is to focus in on something. Don't just jump from topic to topic and change the direction I'm going every week because I want people to really get a hold of this and for it to become built onto the inside of us to where it, it, it changes our thinking and gets us established and then we begin to believe and expect for these things to happen. That's why sometimes you've got to talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. See, that, so like I said, there's different ways that God moves. He moves through prophecy. He moves through revealing things about sometimes the future and the past. That's revealing things. The Bible talks about visions and dreams, visions and dreams. In fact, I, I, in Acts 2, Acts 2, Peter, when he quoted Joel, he says, It comes past in the last day, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams, visions and dreams. I used to wonder why he said your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. I was like, why, why are the old men dreaming and the young men seeing the visions? <laughs> and I finally got an answer one day. It's because the old men are sleeping all the time. That's why they get the dreams. Okay. <laughs> it's just a joke. Right. But God wants to move in these different ways. But don't exclude the manifestation of the power of God. Don't exclude the power moving. This is an area of the move of God as well. Just because we got prophecy, just because we got words, just because we even got visions and dreams, doesn't mean we cannot step into even more and to begin to experience all of that God has for us. The Bible talks about, in the same passage in 1 Corinthians 12, where it talks about prophecy and word of wisdom, word of knowledge and vision or discerning of spirits, it talks about things like the working of miracles, the manifestation of faith, the gifts of healings. A healing, healing is one type of demonstration of the power of God, but there's other ways God manifests in power. So this is why I'm, we're going to move on and we're going to press on into a series about, about miracles here. Because we want to stir this up. I, this is on my heart. I believe we, got, we are going to raise up a people who are going to start to believe God for more of the demonstration and the move and the manifestation of his power on this earth. And things happen when God's power shows up. So let's raise our confidence in the power of God. Well, you know, let, let me explain something I said a moment ago. I was talking about the word supernatural. I was doing a little bit of research on this. And I was thinking, you know, where in the Bible does it use the word supernatural? 
And I was thinking this, and I was looking, looking in my concordance, and I was trying to look it up, and I was thinking, it's not there. <laughs> now, some translations of the Bible use the word supernatural, but the actual word supernatural, which would, you know, like be the word natural plus the word super, in the Greek and the Hebrew doesn't seem to be there. And so I was thinking, what's going on here? Why is the word supernatural not in the Bible? I always hear about the supernatural. <laughs> I was reading this up and I think, and, and I realized there's some people, you know, who, who say we shouldn't really use that word because it's not in the Bible. Now, I'm not going to push it that far. The, the supernatural is a word we've come up with to describe some things. The supernatural, it means a, 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 something that happens that's beyond scientific under, understanding or the laws of nature. So in one sense, we can say that God moves supernaturally because he moves in ways that are beyond the laws of nature. But I began to think, what are the what are the words the Bible does use? What words does the Bible use? If it doesn't really use the word supernatural, what does it use? I began to, I was looking this up. I began to get, get excited. I began to get excited when I began to look into this because I began to see some things. I began to th realize, the, this is where I uh, realized about the difference between a battery. A, a battery can have power in it. doesn't mean the battery, sh the power is showing up. So I, I began to look. The, the, the Bible uses the word like words like power. Uses the words like miracle, uses words like signs and wonders. You, these words you'll find in the, in the Bible, miracle, power. But I was looking up the word miracle, and I actually found out a lot of the times the Bible, when it when 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 the translators translated miracle, it is actually the word dunamis, which is power. Sometimes it's translated power, other times it's translated miracle. And, and, and more and more, I began to realize that these, these words, miracle, power, one of the best ways to sum all of them up is power. Power. Miracle is a demonstration of power. Signs and wonders are a demonstration of power. I'm going to show you something so exciting in a minute here. And so I began to look up some more things. I began to think, okay, what are the other words that we see connected to miracles in the Bible? Right? Well, one in one place, and I quoted this, 1 Corinthians 12. It, it, it uses the word, the working of miracles. And it's where we, we often translate the, or you, what we call the gifts and the, or, or the gifts, and I prefer gifts and manifestations of the spirit. But we've got the gifts of healings, prophecy. I quoted them a moment ago. And one of them is the working of miracles. And that word miracle there is the word power. It's dunamis. So it is the working of power. So I thought, okay, what is that? What is that word working? Working, that word working talks about a display. It talks about something in motion, an operation of power, a working. You see, the word working, it, it, it's, in other words, something that's not inactive. If someone's just sitting at home on their sofa, then they're probably not working. Okay, If you're working, you're doing something. So when it's describing the working of miracles, it is talking about power in action, power that's showing up, power that is on display. A display of power. A display of power. So I began to look at some of the other words in the Bible. One of the other words that we often associate with things like the Holy Spirit and, and, and even miracles is the word manifestation. Manifestation. Yes, Acts 1.8. The word there is dunamis. It's power. Power. Sometimes I think we lose a little bit in the translation because there's a big emphasis on power, but not just inactive power, displayed power, power in operation. So another word that's used in the Bible is the word manifestation. 
Again, 1 Corinthians 12 verse 7 says, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one to profit with all. So I was thinking, okay, what does the word manifestation mean? So I was looking that up. And again, the word manifestation, it's very similar to working of miracles. It, it has a meaning of showing forth or a demonstration. It, it shows about, it's talking about something that's put on display or exhibited. In other words, it shows up, it happens. This is not theoretical passive power. A miracle is when God actually shows up and power happens. This is this is what this is this is where a lot of Christians are, are, are you know they they praying God give us more power God give us more power we don't need more power we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us what we need to learn is to be channels of power so that power shows up demonstration of power this is that's another word manifestation all of these words have got to do with actually showing up a working a demonstration a visible showing forth of power 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 4 where Paul talked about my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom but in demonstration of the spirit and power demonstration that word demonstration means something very similar. It's talking about a demonstration, a show, or an exhibition of power, a showing forth. So all of these words, manifestation, working of power, when we say working of miracles, it really would, would be better to translate it, working of power. They're all talking about, and I see this, Deanna said, displayed power, power in action, power in manifestation. Now you begin to realize in the last few weeks while, while I was talking about, and I titled the series, the previous series we did, on walking in the manifest presence of God. It's all good and well to say God is present, but God also wants to manifest. He doesn't just want to be present passively. He wants to actually show forth his presence amongst his people. So over and over again, in connection to, to these kind of words in the Bible, you've got demonstration of power, display of power, a, an exhibition of power, an actual showing forth of power in action. And over and over again, this is what happens when God shows up and his power manifests, things happen. We call them miracles. We call it supernatural. What it is, it is a visible display and a demonstration of the power of God showing up. Now, let me show you something. I believe God wants to demonstrate. God wants to show up. He wants to show how powerful he is. Sometimes, sometimes we've not got a revelation of just how powerful he is. You know, we, we, oh, God's powerful, God's powerful. You know that God's power could show up. I, I think to a degree God holds himself back. Do you know that if, the, if God showed up in his full manifestation, there were times in the Bible when, the, when, when people were in the presence of God, eh, visions, they had presence of, eh, visions in the presence of God. They would start crying out, woe is me, woe is me, woe is me. They get fear would hit them, and it's not that God was making them afraid, it was that whoa, that is powerful. That power was so so intense and so, and so powerful that it, it is just like makes you stand in awe. I don't know if any of you've ever been close to a lightning bolt hitting the ground. 
I've never been like right next to one, but I remember one time I was looking, watching a lightning storm out the window and a lightning bolt hit the, hit the building opposite where I was and it shook the window that I was at and it physically threw me back. Now that lightning bolt was 10, 15, 20 meters away at another house, but it, it was so powerful, it threw me back from the window and I was in shock. I was like, whoa. It took me a few seconds to gather myself. See, I think the God, that, and that is nothing compared to how powerful he is. His power can manifest in such a way that every one of us will be flat on the floor crying out, God, 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 oh God, oh God, you're powerful. <laughs> See, we haven't really, we haven't really got a, 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 a real understanding of just how powerful he is and what happens when that power actually shows up. What actually happens when that power shows up it can be spectacular, can be incredible, can be intense. I believe God wants it to show up. God's looking for a people who begin to have more confidence and more faith in what his power can do. And when the power of God comes into demonstration and into, dis uh, into manifestation, the, the works of the enemy destroyed like that in a second. In a person's life, cancer can just literally disappear. The power of God can come in so strong and just make the cancer just vaporize in a moment. Not heal up over five years, vaporize then and there. Because the power of God is possible. But we don't have a lot of confidence in that level of power. We need to. God is wanting to bring us greater understanding of these things. He's wanting to bring us greater revelation of his power so, and to, to, to raise up a people, like I said last week, a people who believe God and who begin to have confidence and begin to believe what the power of God is capable of doing. He's been looking for a people like that for years, for generations, for a people, not just individuals, a people who will have faith and confidence in what his power can do. And so that he can demonstrate himself through them and manifest through them and show up. Let's look at something. Let's go to Ephesians chapter one. Oh, preaching away so much. I need to wipe all the sweat away. <laughs> Let's look at Ephesians chapter one. This is why I'm going to I'm going to keep keep talking about miracles and the power of God and the manifestation of God until some of you just got get start getting so excited about it and so passionate and begin to believe God. Now, now we don't seek a miracle just for the sake of a miracle. We are seeking God. But his word is shows over and over again that he wants to demonstrate himself through us. We are the vessels he wants to manifest and show up through. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. In Ephesians chapter 1, Paul, 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 Paul prays for the church. And we've read this prayer before, but I want to highlight one part of this prayer right now. And I want you to see something. Paul talks in this prayer about the power, the power. Now, I want to see what he talks about, about the power in this prayer. So he says in Ephesians 1.16, he says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. And then he prays that, you know, the Lord will give us, will, will open the eyes of our understanding, a spirit of wisdom and revelation. I'm just uh, summarizing a couple of the verses. Verse 18, he prays that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. In other words, that, that you get light in your understanding. And then he lists off three specific areas that he's praying that we see. 
This prayer is, he's praying, I want you to see some things. He is praying for the church. I pray that you see some things. You get a hold of some things, that you get revelation and understanding about some specific things. And, and he lists off those three things. Verse 18, that the, eye, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Here's number one, that you may know. Notice that phrase, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. So that you may know, number one, what is the hope of his calling? I'm not going to teach you on that tonight, but I want you to see there's three specific. These are not general areas. These are areas that Paul and the Holy Spirit inspired Paul. He wanted the church to see and understand these three things. First one, what is, what is the hope of his calling? Then he's comma, what are? So this is the second one. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? In other words, he wants us to know, one, what the hope of his calling is. Two, he wants us to know what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And three, he has the third one, and. See, when you've got this, comma, this, and, you're listing off three things. It's a list. Verse 19, and. What's the third thing he wants us to see and understand and get revelation of? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to, and he goes on to explain this power. I'm going to give you a few, the, the, the break this verse down a little bit. According to the working, isn't it amazing? We're talking about power. And again, we see the word working. Remember the word miracle is the word power. So when he's talking about power here, he's talking about, that includes the miraculous, but he talks about the working of his mighty power. This isn't power, passive power. This is a demonstration, a display of power that he's talking about. According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked, he repeats that, which he worked, he, in other words, he demonstrated, he put it on display when in Christ, when he raised him from the dead. Now, people say, oh, he's going to talk about the resurrection of Jesus. Well, we've heard lots of messages on that. You know, we hear about it every Easter and we hear about it. No, 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 you haven't heard about it. We need to see this. This is a primary prayer that he's praying for the church. He he doesn't just want us to know about the resurrection. That's part of it. We've got to preach the resurrection. We need to know about the resurrection of Jesus. Your faith is and your salvation is dependent upon the resurrection of Jesus. But this prayer isn't not just about, oh, that you'll know that Jesus was raised from the dead. This prayer is that we would know the exceeding greatness of his power that was worked and released and demonstrated when he raised Jesus from the dead. He's wanting to, us to see some things about the display and the manifestation of the power of God that came into force when Jesus was raised from the dead. And I'm going to propose to you something here, and, 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 and you'll begin to see this as I give you some of the words. But I believe that when God raised Jesus from the dead, he put on, he put on display one of the biggest manifestations, one of the most powerful manifestations of his power that he has ever put on display. There was a release of the power of God in the resurrection of Jesus that was more intense than anything God has ever done. If someone says, oh, but, you know, I think creating the universe was more powerful. No, you got it wrong. The resurrection of Jesus was the greatest display of the power of God. Creating the universe, easy for God. Nothing. <laughs> See, you think that's big. But the Bible highlights 
the manifestation of the power of God that came at the resurrection of Jesus. And Paul refers to it as the exceeding greatness of his power. The exceeding greatness of his power. That word exceeding, it's, it's the Greek word hyperbole. I keep trying to say, say the, the English word hyperbole. Okay, but it's it's probably where we get that word from, hyperbulo or whatever is in the Greek. But it means power that is thrown beyond the usual mark. Power that is thrown beyond, exceeding. It is exceedingly powerful, far beyond anything normal or ordinary. Now remember, Paul prays. He said, I want you to see this. I want you to understand this. There's something in this, the church, God wants us to see, which is why he put this in this prayer. Through the resurrection of Jesus, he wants us to begin to understand just how powerful he is and that we get a revelation of that power so that we go forth and we walk in that power. Remember, he said the exceeding greatness of his power, and then he said toward us. Another way of translating that phrase toward us is for us. The prepos both prepositions can be the translation of the Greek. In other words, this power is for us. It is in us. It is toward us. But it is not a passive power. It is a displayed power that came into manifestation and moved. The exceeding greatness, that is power that is thrown beyond the usual mark. God took the volume switch of his power and he turned it right up when he raised Jesus from the dead. And then he doesn't stop with just that word. That's just the word exceeding. It says the exceeding greatness of his power. That word greatness is the word megathos. And it means it talks about something incredibly big. It's talking about magnitude and size of power. So you put both of these words together. He is talking about power that is flown, thrown way beyond the usual mark and taken to us an incredible magnitude and size. The exceeding greatness of his power. I don't, I don't even think it's possible to really to, to, to describe this in English. I think God had to try to find some very powerful, big meaning Greek words and pack them all into this verse. To try and get across in human language in the best way he could just how powerful he is. That's why the prayer is that you'll see this. You've got to get this. You've got to get this, the understanding of this. You've got to begin to get a grasp of just how intense and, and, and incredible the magnitude of this power. Because you can't quite express it in English. It, it, it is massive. Power thrown way beyond the usual mark. Of great magnitude, great power. My notes keep crashing and closing. I'm trying to get to the next bit. Okay? We've not grasped just how powerful it is. We've not, we, God wants us to see this. Why does he want us to see this? Because he wants us to walk in this. There is a display and a demonstration and a showing forth of the power of God that he wants us to begin to walk in and begin to demonstrate and show through us. God is not just looking for his power to be passively present. He is looking for it to be in demonstration and in manifestation present. Okay, let's look at some of the other words in here. Ephesians 1.19, what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe it's for us, that power is for us, according to, and here's the next part of it, remember, the working, this isn't passive power, this is power put into practice, the working 
of his, not just power, his mighty power. Notice how many big words he's using to describe the resurrection of Jesus. That's why I say the resurrection of Jesus, I believe, was probably the greatest display of the power of God ever. You don't find this kind of terminology even talking about creation. When God raised Jesus from the dead, he put on a display. He put on a demonstration of his power for heaven, hell, and earth to see just how powerful he is. See, the enemy, the devil, has always been foolish enough to think he can beat God. And he keeps trying. That's why God put it. He flexed his muscles in G, in, when he raised Jesus from the dead. And he, and he released such an intense display of power. And it said, let me just show you how powerful I am. Power in action. So these different words here, when it talks about the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ. All of these words, the working of his mighty power, that word in the original Greek talks about a display or an operation of power. The working of his mighty power, that is talking about force, forceful power. The working of his mighty power, power the second time power is mentioned at that verse, it's not dunamis, it's kratos, which is ruling power. Okay, I'm, I'm throwing these out quickly, but I'm trying to give you a, a, a realization of how much words that he's put in here to describe the intensity of the, not just the passive power, but the actual manifest demonstrated working power that came into visible demonstration through the resurrection of Jesus. Even that phrase where it says in that verse, where it says, uh, what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to, even that phrase according to teaches us something that word that phrase according to talks about intensity a demonstration of intensity in the face of opposition according to the working of his mighty power everything in this verse is about a display a demonstration a showing forth of power that was demonstrated the resurrection of jesus why, why is Paul, why is this Paul, why is Paul praying here? Lord, I want them to see this. I want the church, I want their eyes open to this. I want them to get a hold of this. I want you to, God, give them wisdom, give them understanding, give them revelation of this power. Why? Because God wants us to walk in it. He wants us to experience it in our own personal lives and he wants it to flow through us in demonstration of the spirit and of power. But we've got to take the limitations off. We've got to take off the limitations and believe God can do these things. We need our vision expanded in the potential and, and what the power of God can do. But not just power, passive power. Oh, I've got the power in me. That's nice. I praise God. I mean, I'm, not, I'm mocking there to a little bit, but I'm not because it's true. We do have the power in us. But it's not in there to stay passive. Many Christians, they're praying for more power. You don't need more power. What we need is for that power to begin to flow through us in demonstration. That's what we've got to learn how to get to happen. God put the power in us. But any time through history, you see, and we, this is why in the last few weeks I've talked about the vessels that God uses. Any time in history you see vessels, you see people, men and women of God, who become vessels and channels for the power of God, the power that is in them comes into manifestation and revivals happen and things happen. God is re ready to move. He wants that power to demonstrate and manifest. 
but he's looking to raise up a people. And that is what I'm calling. That is what I want to stir people up. A people who will begin to raise their expectation in what the power of God can do and will begin to raise their confidence and their faith in what the power of God can do. We'll begin to look at situations and we'll begin to say, that is nothing for the power of God. Raise the dead. Yeah, God can do that. You can do it right here, right now. Open the eye, blind eyes. Not a problem. God can do that right here, right now. There can be, an, yes, an intense display of the working manifestation of the demonstration of God. I believe in God. I believe it can happen right now. There is going to be a day when, the like I said, the power of God comes into such intense demonstration on this earth that the church just, whoo, we're up. <laughs> but even before that time, God's wanting us to begin to walk in it, begin to experience it. But you see, we've got to understand some things. We've got to realize some things. Today I'm stirring you up, but we're going to do some we're going to, we're going to do some miracles. God's going to do the miracles. We're going to do some teaching on the miraculous and the power of God. And I believe we, things are going to happen. Believe with me. Believe with me. Power of God can touch people. Power of God can hit people. Power of God can come into demonstration and manifestation as you begin to expect more. But you see, there's a, there's a lot of times, you know, in the Bible, over and over, you see people who said, oh, God, do a miracle so I can believe you. It's like Jesus, God, God raised Jesus from the dead. And, and, and Thomas said, well, you know, you know, I, I'm not going to believe until I see it. And, and there's this whole thing in the Bible, people who would not believe in what God can do until they saw it. They were limited by what they could see. The children of Israel in, on the edge of the promised land, the giants to them were bigger than their God. Oh, yes. The, but you don't understand the giants. And Caleb and Joshua said, yes, but our God. And the people said, no, no, no. But you don't understand the giants, how big they are. Caleb and Joshua said, yeah, but our God can do it. He's big enough. And they couldn't see beyond the situation. They couldn't see beyond the difficulty. They couldn't believe that God could do those things. And Thomas, he was so caught up. He said, I'm not going to believe it until I see it. The Pharisees, came, the, or the religious people, I'm not sure if it's specifically the Pharisees or the Sadducees or one of the groups. The religious people came to Jesus one day and they said, show us a sign. Now, they, were, they, were not, they did not have any confidence and faith in Jesus or in the power of God. They wanted a miracle to happen so that they would believe. If you do a miracle, we will believe. Now, God is not just looking for people who want a miracle to happen so that they can believe God. I'm not going to believe. I refuse to believe until God shows up. That's unbelief. God's not looking for, the, for, the, for people who like that. There's a lot of people that say, God, if you just do a sign, I'll believe you. That's not what I'm talking about tonight. I'm talking about the other, the other side of the coin. I'm, talk, I'm not talking about people who need a miracle to believe. I am talking about a people where miracles happen because they believe. The power of God comes into manifestation because they believe. See, someone who is in unbelief says, oh, God, do a miracle so I can believe you. Someone who's in faith says, God, I believe you will do a miracle because I believe you. And I believe in the manifestation of your power and the move of your power. Some people will refuse to believe until they see it happen. But that's not us. That's not us. We're not that group of people. We're the people who says that I know that God will show up because I believe and have confidence in him. And I know that God will move. And I'm willing to step out and trust him to move. Many people say, when God solidifies the water on the edge of the boat, then I'll step out of the boat. In other words, I will act when I see the miracle. God said to Peter, step out of the boat. And as you do, you'll walk on the water. 
That's the difference. Many people want the miracle to show up before they step out in God. Because they are going to say, I'm not going to believe until the power of God shows up. But God is looking for a people who begin to see in the word of God and begin to believe in what his power can do. And say, I believe that, that God does show up. And when I put my confidence in him, his power will manifest. And he will do some things. So I'm not talking about people who need a miracle to believe. I'm talking about a people who God manifests through because they believe. That's us. That's us. Yes, we're heading there. So let's stir ourselves up. The reason, as I said, I'm pushing on with these series on the miraculous, the signs, the wonders, the manifestation of God. It's because I believe that the Spirit of God is wanting to start stirring this group of people up. And more people, if they'll listen, and, and, and uh, there's other people who are teaching and preaching, and they can stir their group up. But the people who listen to, to, to these, the people who are connected in, let's begin to become a united force on this area. I'm pressing forward over and over with these teachings that the group of you who will watch regularly, and as more people join us, you begin to connect up. And through the week, in between the teachings, you begin to stir up your expectation in the demonstration of God. And as a united force, not just one person believing, not just a couple of us, but a whole group of us believing that the power of God will come into manifestation. And I know some of you are from other countries, but for those of you who are in the UK, where I am, I'm telling you right now, this, this, con this, this place, this country, was going to see the demonstration of the miraculous. It's not happened a lot in the UK for a long time, but God is raising up a people who believe him because he is going to demonstrate himself in the United Kingdom in mighty power and signs and wonders that is going to blow people into awe, like, whoa. He's ready to do it, but he's looking for a people he can do it through, people he can begin to take in. I trust this stirs you up. Some of you might, not, might need to take some of the, te the teachings that I've been doing and listen to them again and again and again. You're going to realize I'm, I'm meditating on this stuff every day. I'm in these scriptures. I'm taking this. Don't just take these teachings as a one-off and say, well, I've listened to that. Let's go listen to the next teaching. I'm really, I, I sensed this in my heart while I was praying a few days ago really strongly. That, 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 that God, God was stirring me that some people, all of you, some people who listen to these need to take these teachings and, and listen to these that I'm doing over and over again. Tonight's teaching, last week's, the one before. If you want the audios, I'll give you the audio recording. I'm not trying to make money. I'm not trying to sell anything. Yeah, you can have the audio recordings. I've got the audio of every one of these teachings. The recent ones. <laughs> Didn't get the ones before that. I'll put them up on the podcast, but take them, listen to them over. Every day, put another one on. Get yourself focused in on this topic and to begin to stir up our faith and our confidence in the manifestation of the power of God as a united group of people who begin to believe God to, that more is going to happen. Because I believe we will begin, that will step us up as a group and we'll step into some more things. I'm going to just repeat something I said a little, uh, said toward the, the start. I've been repeating this over and over to myself all week. You might want to take some of these things and repeat them and say them out because it stirs you up. But I've been saying this, okay? I do not, I do not need to see to believe, but because I believe, I will see. I do not need to see healing happen in order to believe healing happens and that God heals people. But I know that because I believe God, healings happen. I do not need to see a miracle to know miracles happen because I believe it from the word of God. But because I believe, I will see. I do not need to believe, I do not need to see the glory of God 
in order to believe the glory of God manifests? Because in the word, it shows me it does. But like Jesus said, because I believe I will see the glory of God manifest and the power of God manifest. Amen. So any of you, I'll figure out getting the audio recordings uh, up on one of the podcasts and make them available. Take them. Listen to them. This isn't just a one-off teaching and let's go and listen to another 101 and forget about this. I'm not saying don't listen to other people. Well, listen to as many as you want to. But I want to encourage you, take these and re-listen and re-listen and re-listen this whole series that I've been doing. The previous series on the manifest the manifest presence of God, this new series on miracles. We're going to start looking at specific miracles in the Bible, talking more about the, the miraculous, the manifestation of the power of God. And as we do, the word of God will build faith inside of us. We'll begin to expect more, believe more, and more will happen. Because God is not wanting his power just to stay passive. He is wanting to put on a display, put on a demonstration and a manifestation of power in action, displayed working power. That's often what people call the miraculous. But it, it's going to happen through his, through us, amen, through his people as we believe him. So anyway, I've seen some of the comments. I've been reading a lot of these amens. Thank you while I'm preaching away here. I'm hot going for it tonight. But uh, I thank God. I thank God. I'm getting more and more stirred up about this, and I want to encourage you guys too as well on this topic because we're going to hit, we're going to break through in this area so that we have all of the manifestation of God. We have prophecy. We have the words from God. We have the dream, visions and dreams. And a lot of people are experiencing those things, but not as many are walking in the display and the demonstration of his power. This God wants to add this in and bring this in into manifestation as well. So the church has all of it. Amen. Let's pray. <clears throat> Father God, we just thank you. Thank you, Lord God, for all of the things that we've heard and seen in your word tonight. And Lord, I just pray, just like Paul prayed, I ask that you'll open the eyes of our understanding. Give us wisdom. Give us revelation. Give us understanding in this area. Lord God, help us to see and to understand the exceeding greatness of your power, which you worked in Christ, which you brought into demonstration and manifested in raising Jesus from the dead. Help us to see and understand what, just how powerful you are and just what can happen when the power of God comes into demonstration and begin to realize that that power is to usward. It's not passive power on the inside. It is power that's ready to demonstrate. It is power that's ready to flow, that's ready to manifest, that's ready to show up as we begin to expect and believe for more to happen, begin to put our confidence in you. Father, I thank you. Your power is manifesting. I thank you. Miracles are manifesting. Thank you, Father God. Your power is showing up. The miraculous is happening, and we have confidence, and we believe you for that. And I thank you, Father God. It's happening. Miracles are happening, and manifestations of miracles are happening. And I speak that out, and I believe that in the name of Jesus. Not just now while I'm teaching. It can happen now too, but I'm speaking that forth on an ongoing basis. The miraculous is manifesting. The miraculous is showing up. The power of God is showing up. God is demonstrating himself in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> so god bless you thank you all and like i said just re-listen to these videos and and if and i'll try and make the, the audios available well i've got the audios i've just got to get them uploaded so people can listen to these over and over again some of these you need to listen to them over and over again build it on the inside of you amen and we will be back again uh, let me just make one quick announcement um, online bible courses i am starting some online bible courses uh they're starting this saturday these are courses you can subscribe to that because I've been a Bible college teacher for over 20 years. 
you see me preaching a little bit here, but teaching is my passion a lot of the time. And, um, but, and God has put it on my heart. It is my desire. Let me tell you why I'm doing these online Bible courses. Some people say, well, you know, if you're going to go to Bible college, you should go to a, a live brick Bible college. I believe in those. I teach in those. I don't have a problem with a live brick, real life Bible college. I've taught in them for many years and I still do. But God has put something on my heart. It is on my heart. I believe every single Christian should have access to good teaching. There are people who live in areas where they're not close to a good church and they're not close to a good Bible college. It is on my heart for the United Kingdom with the vision that we're doing. Well, I am believing God that we're going to get to a place where every single person across this country has good word being taught within half an hour of their house. They don't have to drive four hours down the road to find, go, go and find a good church. Like every Christian should have the right to have good, solid word teaching near them. Not be surrounded by churches that aren't teaching the word and they have to go hours down the road. It's my vision. It's my desire. We're going to get every, I want every Christian, every Christian across the United Kingdom and in other countries, you can have this too. But in the United Kingdom, it's my heart that every Christian in the United Kingdom has got good, solid word-based teaching within half an hour or less of where they drive happening on an ongoing basis and regularly. That's what I'm pushing forward with this vision coast to coast. And these online Bible courses are part of that. It is beginning, bringing Bible college solid word teaching within access and within reach of people who are not getting a lot of teaching. So if you want more information about the Bible courses, message us. The website has just gone live and I can give you the details of that. And, and some people have already signed up and are joining us on, 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 on Saturday when we start. And I'm going to be doing the, the sessions live, but some people have asked me because they live in different countries, you know, where the time doesn't work for them. Don't worry. All the sessions will be recorded and you'll be able to get the recordings as well. Audio, video, it's all going to be there as well as other content available. Okay. So I'll put, uh, if you want more information about those, let me know. Because this is something I believe God has directed me to do. I am determined, on the bottom of my heart, I am determined that every Christian in the United Kingdom, and, and I'm going to say it, on the planet, has access to good teaching. No Christian should be in a position where they cannot get good word near them and cannot, cannot find good, solid, ongoing, strong word of God. Not mixed up doctrine, good word of God. Every Christian should be able to access it. And that is what we're going to push forward for as a teaching ministry, putting the word of God in the, within reach of every Christian. Amen? So believe God with me for that. So anyway, thank you. God bless. And uh, we will see you again next Tuesday. And stay stirred up about this subject. Amen. Bless you all.